Climate Action News one-on-one, brought to you by We Don't Have Time, the world's leading social media network for climate action and a sustainable tomorrow, Sweden's leading organizer of networks and conferences in the perspective of sustainable business. My name is Katarina Rolfstotter-Jansson, and I am the program host of this show. Laura Storm is a Danish sustainability leader who has founded several international organizations focused on the global transformation to sustainability. She's the author of the book Regenerative Leadership, the DNA of life-affirming 21st century organizations. How are you today, Laura? I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited about our conversation. Wonderful. In your speeches and in your book, Laura, you talk very much about the interconnectedness, that we're all connected in the world. And now, as we are dealing with the COVID-19 virus, what could we learn from how we respond to this crisis leading into the work with the climate crisis? Well, in many ways, we can learn so much from, from the current pandemic. There are many similarities, of course, also differences, but there are many similarities between uh, the corona pandemic and the kind of challenges that we will have with runaway climate change. One of the things is, as you mentioned, that they are interconnected. No man is an island, and we have seen that firsthand these days and these weeks, that everything creates huge ripple effects. If it happens in one part of the system, you can feel it everywhere in the system. And that's one of the things. Another thing is that our, our current systems and models are simply not resilient to address um, a crazy shock like a pandemic or climate change, that, that, that these systems that, we ha- that our current world is based on are too rigid and too mechanistic and has been built in a world where we have seen natural resources as this never-ending free-for-all, like a bank account that we can make infinite with- withdrawals from. And, um, and that has, in a way, been humanity's hubris And now we are witnessing firsthand what really happens when a system that is static and rigid is 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 caused or is experienced experiencing a sudden shock like the corona pandemic. Thank you, Laura. In your in your new book, you write about the regenerative leadership. What is regenerative leadership, and how can we use this this uh, how can we facilitate more of this? as we address the climate crisis? So regenerative leadership is uh, a leadership understanding that is based on the logic of life itself. So the logic of life is the intelligence on this planet that we live on, which is that everything is interconnected. To, to be here for the long term, you need to create conditions conducive for life. You need to ensure that you have strong relationships. You need to realize that everything is constantly changing. Regenerative leaders understand that. They understand that the design and services they offer needs to be based on either biomimicry, where you mimic nature's patterns, processes, or principles, or a circular economy, so that you constantly give more value than you take, that you have that mindset, that you need to regenerate the systems upon which your business model depend. Um, It's also regenerative um, in the sense that human resources are 
incredibly important as well. And right now we have so much stress and depression in our world and leaders that are stressed and depressed are not fit to lead in a world of today. So regenerative leaders understand that we need to make sure that we are strong from within as well, that we need to regenerate ourselves as well. We need to create thriving regenerative cultures within our organizations where everyone can feel like their whole selves when they go to work instead of having to wear a mask and fit into a rigid regime. So allowing Uh, a mindset where we focus on creating thriving ecosystems and where the CEO is not a dictator, but an ecosystem facilitator who understands how to create thriving systems where we, I mean, in a, in a way you can see how our organizations right now going through the Corona pandemic, those organizations that are regenerative in their mindset, they are going through this crisis quite well. Whereas, for example, um, the fast, 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 it's a hard word to say, the fast fashion industries are really bleeding these weeks. Because when your business model is, is based on a de degenerative mindset that you need to sell as much Uh, crap, to pardon my language, uh, as cheaply produced um, that encourage people to use as much as possible. Then you have lines that are currently lining up that they can't get, that they can't sell. It's such a heavy geared business model that we see. I will, I suspect that we will see a lot of the fast fashion uh, giants collapse in a few months from now because they are not resilient in how they are designed. Uh, Laura, you've been a keynote speaker at the Sustainable Tomorrow Conference, and we talk a lot about there uh, about collaboration. How can we use collaborate collaboration better in in facing the climate crisis? I mean, we have been trained to see survival of the fittest um, as the key mindset, um, and in in again learning from nature. Darwin was misunderstood. He never meant survival of the fittest as the strongest, the most dominating, controlling causing great devastation, alpha male. No, it was the survival of the species best able to fit in mm -hmm. and adapt to change. And those species that have been here the longest are those that have been best at collaborating and creating win-win-win situation where you benefit yourself, you benefit your partner, you benefit the greater ecosystem upon which you depend. So partnerships, connections, relationships are so incredibly important to thrive in the world um, we have today. Well, thank you so very much, Laura Storm. I have one final question for you here. Um, And we don't have time on the platform. We believe a lot and work with, with the power of the many. What trends, what do you see that brings hope in the power of the many right now? I totally believe in that too. I mean, as a consumer, as a, as a voter, every, every action and every ripple effect you help create, whether it's your grocery shopping or how you treat your neighbor, is creating ripple effects and is creating the world that you want. So every time you buy something, see it as an investment in the kind of world that you want. And we are all co-creators of a, of a thriving future. And we know from studying social movements that it only create it only takes 10 to 13 percent depending on which study you rely on to create a ripple effect and create a movement and to create a change in the system we know that from studying arab spring occupy wall street so we know have to be aware that it only takes 10 to 13 percent of us 
for us to turn this ship around. And that is indeed very hopeful. Great talking to you, Laura Storm. And uh, for you, uh, all of you in the audience, please share your wisdom with us and engage on the We Don't Have Time platform. And if you uh, live or work in Scandinavia, please join Sustainable Tomorrow via the web, uh, web, uh, website, www.sustainabletomorrow.com. And I'll see you next week for a new episode. Bye-bye. Coming up next week, Jan Eliasson is a Swedish diplomat who has served in many roles at the UN and was Deputy Secretary General of the United Nations in 2012 to 2016. Currently, he is the chair of the Cypri Governing Board, 